1: welcome everyone to rb1 pulling some fantasy jabroni podcast brought to you by fake teen.com. i am your humble host Pete Rogers, joined by some of the guys. We have Mr. Independent Drinker, Clark Barnes, the man, the myth, the legend, Jinja, Nick, sadly, uh, working girl, Jordan Smith, is not with us today. He might check in later. We're not entirely sure. He never confirmed nor denied that he was going to be on the podcast uh, while we were recording, but maybe he'll tune in later. But for now, uh, guys, how are you?
0: Doing great, Pete. Good. We have uh, the Seattle snow apocalypse going on out here. Ooh, apparently. yeah. Are you just
1: getting buried with snow?
0: Yeah, there's like a foot.
1: Damn. Has it all just come overnight or, or like throughout the yeah. day or is it it's been slowly building? It's been building? a few days.
0: Yeah, it's it's starting to wear off right now. But like Seattle is not prepared for more than a half an inch of snow. So anything outside of that, the city kind of shuts down. Um, it's so surprising I, given how north it is. Yeah, it's coastal. Yeah. Ocean.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: there you go. Um, <laughs> yep. You to use one word. Clark is explaining how
1: the weather works with one words. Ah, water, and I,
0: air. I failed, ground. but I, I tried to take my finger off chopping wood. Jesus, I well, know, right? Maybe next time. Wow, <laughs> the, the
1: no longer the man, the myth, the legend. Now the woodsman, Ginger Nick, chopping wood. With did you, uh, Captain America, where it was just like a casual axe and you chopped his giant uh, stump in half?
0: No, i pop culture reference. Sharper, no, oh, I didn't get it. Uh I'm just embarrassed it was a much sharper axe than the one that I own and uh was chopping kindling, so Damn. The smallest possible piece of wood.
1: Well, at least you now have like a war wound from it to Yeah. To like truly I don't know. Baskin or to remind you of, a, of simpler times back, you know, probably maybe not. maybe you now know you wouldn't survive too well if you had to fend for yourself in the wilderness. You'd probably chop off a lot of your appendages. You're nice, yeah, welcome, Nick. You're welcome, Nick.
2: Um, the real tragedy is now he's going to be in hock for like eight years to pay for that medical bill. <laughs> <laughs> band Band-Aid, Band-Aid, $87,000. Sorry. Th- that band-aid did look uh, expensive.
0: No, I was with my... uh my EMT buddy, actually. So he was just like, all right, we're patching you up. You'll be all right. Oh, that was, it looked
1: like you just took like a tissue and duct taped it around your finger.
0: That's what the EMT did. <laughs> all right, guys. Let's let's talk about <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: oh, that. Nick, Nick is worried that we just badmouthed his EMT friend and no longer is going to <laughs> save him in times of crisis. Um. Cool beans. Well, there you go. We got uh, NFL news to talk about, uh, including the Browns doing something uh, not great. uh, And a disgruntled wide receiver politely asking to be traded. Those are called teases, you guys. Um, And then I wanted to chat a little bit about the AAF, the Alliance Football League thing that started last weekend, since it actually sucked a lot less than people thought it would. So those are the things we're going to cover on today's pod. So everyone tune in with uh, excitement and enjoyment. Just subscribe. Just that's subscribe. really all we need. Literally, just hit the subscribe button and then hit and play and dr- and drag the the little marker thing all the way to the end. That counts as a play for us. We don't care if you oh. actually listen to it.
2: Okay, I'm gonna have just, to start asking for more.
1: Just hit the play. Well, the subscribe is cool too. Just, I mean, it, the download works. You just do you. You do you, audience members. All right, let's hit the NFL news. Obviously, the biggest news that came out earlier this week, I think it was Monday that this all broke. must have been because that was yesterday or uh, two days ago when you're listening to this. The Browns uh, went out inside Kareem Hunt, which, uh, well, brought on a lot of feels um, because we are a podcast who very much – Uh, likes the Browns and likes the direction that they've gone in. And we want to see them kind of dig themselves out of the basement of the NFL. However, signing Kareem Hunt uh, is not something that I would necessarily say we all approve of, given his uh, domestic violence. What I will say to start us off um, is I, I liked what I saw. I saw this on Twitter. I believe Jason Fitz I think was the one who said it on I saw it on Twitter, but I don't know where he was talking about. But he said, I believe in life, people deserving second chances, a dream job. uh, I do not believe people deserve second chances, which I think is a nice way of phrasing something that I personally and and you guys feel free to comment on your own. But like for me personally, this has always been something that I have struggled with in in terms of wanting to make sure everyone gets a second chance, because I do believe people do. But also in something like the NFL. If you kick a woman on TV on screen, like you should not ever be employed again in football, at least in my opinion. So I liked that phrasing of it. But uh Nick, what were your reactions to to this signing?
0: It was it was really, really shitty. Um and unfortunately it like not that it would really be any better, but the guy's shown a um it, it was it wasn't a one off situation. Like he's being investigated for two or three other assaults as well. I don't know if they were all um uh, against women, but this isn't his only sort of, I, I don't know how to phrase it, explosion of violence um, that he's exhibited off the field. And it's it's tough because the Browns are a really, really fun young team. They're one that I want to watch every weekend now, and it's... <laughs> I guess in some ways it's going to be good because we're going to learn a lot about who, you know, Hey, what Baker, Baker Mayfield will stand up to anyone who critiques him. Will he call out a teammate? That's going to be, you know, something that we'll learn. Will he go to bat for, for what's right? Or is his, um, is his big mouth kind of his big mouth that I obviously enjoy hearing whenever he like goes off with someone. I love it. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see if, if, uh, if Baker's, Swagger is sort of just reserved for people who directly oppose him, or if he's actually willing to take a stand on more than things that just um, impact him directly.
2: Yeah, I hope that Cream uh, Hunt is able to find whatever he is missing. Uh, something's, you know, fighting with other human beings, unless you, you know, do it for sport and everybody has signed up for it, is not really a normal behavior. So I hope that he's able to sort that out. Uh, I think more – I think this says a lot more about the NFL. They continue to show us who they are. Uh, you know, it's a don't good, talk about it's, things It is, is a talking sensitive. point for Clark. At any well, that, point where I look like a naive young
1: person on the podcast being like, well, I wish the NFL would do this, Clark's there. I mean, I the NFL is a shit show and they don't care anything about uh, anything. L- L- as, a
2: as, life philosophy. Hoping for the best and wanting things to be better is not naive. That that is good. Like the minute you stop hoping for improvement is, be a very sad stretch for the rest of your life. Uh, But when I spent the Super Bowl watching forty ads about how socially conscious the NFL is, uh, and then we see behavior like this, it it just proves, just like in any other business, you know, how good you are is directly related to how many chances you're going to get. Again, I mean. Youth is not an excuse, uh, but uh, when I was young, I didn't have similar problems, but, you know, there were some things I probably could have done a little bit better. Uh, and, and, you know, you'd hope that the guy can turn it around and you hope that people in his life can can help him do that. I'm not looking to forgive. It's, it's none of my business. I don't know anybody involved in any of this. Uh, What I'm really upset about, talking about being shallow, is why are you just continually trying to get a to play? (laughs) Why can't Nick Chubb just have the backfield to himself? I've been trying to love the Browns running back since Isaiah Crowell, and they just can't stop killing my dreams. Putting aside the the kind of PR
1: and the news and, and the baggage and everything that comes with Kareem Hunt, if you, if you take it just as the Browns signed a top, I mean, what top 10 running back in the NFL right now, you're you, you have to be you're just it's flummoxing to think of, of why they would do this when you have Nick Chubb who was fantastic last year. And, and was, Johnson's no slouch, either. and Duke like, Johnson is great too. It definitely seems like overkill, uh, for something that. You know, I understand that there's a lot of people who think think that the running back position, you should just kind of throw as many people at it as possible. And then you can never have too many running backs, et cetera, et cetera. That's all well and good. But, I mean, as a fantasy football podcast, we have to say, I mean, the best what we want is we want the running back to have 30 touches a game. And Nick Chubb should be that guy who gets all those touches. Come on.
2: Yeah, and the, the last bit I have on that is we will unfortunately be hearing about this all off season with, you know, pending suspensions and, and all kinds of nonsense that's just going to, you know, yeah. I like talking about the positive and I like talking about the game. And this is going to be one of those things that's just not going to go away, nor should it. Uh, but it's, you know, we're not going to be talking about how excited we are for the Browns anymore. This is kind of, well, this is going to be the narrative. But other people will be right. incessantly talking about, and rightfully so. I mean, like
1: yeah. it's yeah. It, sadly in this world and today that like our attention span is short, and it's only what's kind of constantly on the Twitter feed or constantly brought to our attention that we are paying attention to and, and invest our time and thought into. And so, like, I think that's why they wanted to do this signing right now, like right after the Super Bowl, really early in the off season, so that when. Other signings get made when the NFL season starts, you've kind of forgotten the fact that Kareem Hunt is on the team or that he's done all of these things. But I think it's important to be discussing about this and constantly being reflecting and and kind of self-correcting and keeping this on the topic of conversation. It is just shitty that the NFL is – hasn't changed that the NFL preaches change. The NFL preaches that it's a different organization now that it takes domestic violence seriously, that it respects and loves women, which it clearly doesn't. So it's a bummer. It's a bummer. That's why we got to move on to the AAF, baby.
2: Christian Hackenberg is the future. (laughs) I'm very excited about us having additional football. I am too. Especially additional football that you like, don't feel
1: like a horrible person rooting for, you know, It's amazing how nice that is when it's uh,
2: all taken away from Roger Goodell's power and just the ownership. I'm Um, glad that the uh, players union rejected the uh, like work from home study program that they were offered. uh, And instead, oddly elected to have salaries instead of education as their
1: really shocking
2: choice. What a, what a
1: weird thing to come to. Um, All right, moving on in the news. uh, This broke today slash Tuesday, so it took yesterday. Uh, Your boy Antonio Brown posted to Twitter uh, more or less asking for a trade. We all knew this was coming given his uh, discontent with the Steelers organization. However, it's now officially out there. He tweeted out, quote, thank you, Steeler Nation, which he made one word. So just saying grammar is important, people. Uh, For a big nine years, dot, dot, dot. Time to move on and forward. Dot, 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 dot. Peace finger emoji sign. Hashtag new demands. With a video of his highlights of him catching a lot of footballs and touchdowns set to a song whose chorus is I do what I want on repeat, basically. To which I respond with a chorus from Pitbull's greatest song ever. It's going down. I'm yelling to my. So, you guys, I asked for total and unadulterated NBA chaos this NFL offseason.
0: So far, it's uh, living up to its billing. Yeah, I think it's going to be kind of a, uh, I mean, it, are, it will continue its media firestorm uh, methods, but uh, do we think that the team's going to take 21 million? Like, why not just wait a year?
1: Because then he becomes a free agent.
0: So, yeah, I think AB, his, his cap hits at like 21 million or, yeah, 20. 21 million uh this year and then or uh, 22, but it's 21 million guaranteed. After that, it drops down to a much more manageable number. Is that accurate? Or oh, I guess they can cut them and save a whole bunch of money. Um, but anyway, the point is I just don't see it happening. Um, but either way, it's gonna be a fun thing for us people who don't like the Steelers to just kind of watch and laugh.
1: It is just, I mean, it's an amazing thing. I, I know at least the one that like sticks out to me is everyone talked about when and Sue became a free agent and you're like, wow, this is a player at this prime of his career, you know, who's now on the free market. And like, this is crazy. He, of course, signed with the dolphins where careers go to die and he luckily got himself out of there. But if Antonio Brown hits the open market or even the fact that he is, there's discussion of him being traded. I, has there ever been a player in the history of the NFL that, that has been this productive, this at the top of their game for a consistent amount of time, who is now basically available for the highest bidder.
0: Not quite to that phrasing, but
1: Randy Moss. Yeah. I mean, I was, I'm thinking of his, his time in Oakland.
0: He just took a couple years off while he played in Oakland.
1: Yeah. So you're saying Antonio Brown's going to do the same thing. Take a couple years off play for the, I don't know. Buccaneers.
0: No. <laughs> no, I just bet that there there has been another all-world talent, but it, it doesn't really happen uh, very often.
2: Yeah, I feel like from what I'm reading, there's absolutely zero incentive for the Steelers to trade him and not a whole lot of incentive for people to trade for him. So it'll be interesting to see if we have two off-seasons in a row where we speculate all season about one of perhaps the best football players of a generation who we see sit out a year and not play for the Steelers. And my question is Clark's favorite topic. uh, When has this ever happened again? And when do we start looking at Mike Tomlin as seriously in need of being questioned? Yes. Thank you, Clark. I a hundred percent agree with that
1: notion because clearly something in the Steelers organization is, wrong or off or not working right the fact that you can't keep these two perennial all pro talents and and specifically in Antonio Brown's case a Hall of Fame career I mean Le'Veon Bell might also continue to build upon that but Antonio Brown's basically a lock at this point for the Hall of Fame like how do you not keep those two guys happy how do you not pay them how do you not figure out how to create an environment where they want to be a part of that. Like that seems to me one-on-one. And if it's like, it always has seemed that it's like, oh, well they all side with Ben Roethlisberger. Spoiler alert. Ben Roethlisberger is not a top five, even top 10 quarterback who you're like needing to latch your buggy
2: onto in order to continue to have success. Find someone who can just throw the football. I mean, I was trying to think of the last time a big star stud player just decided to sit out a year and i'm i'm no great nfl historian but i keep coming up with bo jackson yeah but i mean that's like 30 years ago i mean i
1: people don't sit out for a year that's people don't and i think it's it's i find it so funny how quickly and we talked about this on last podcast or maybe a couple weeks ago just the difference between NBA fans and NFL fans. I just think it's hilarious how quickly Steelers fans have like decided that Antonio Brown is the villain here. Like, uh, (laughs) I mean, yeah, sure. Like he's a, 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 maybe a very interesting person, a, uh, someone who's got a lot and maybe some different things going on, but like, what would you expect for someone who is an all pro talent, who is at a position that's often considered the most diva position in, in sports, but, Like it's not his fault. Like he wants what's right for him. If you if you were having a job and you were in a situation you didn't want to, you would try to get into a better situation to help your life, your family. You do what's in your own best interest. And it's so funny that. Fans in the NFL, particularly, take players' best interest as like a slight to them and their team and their tribe. And they're like, oh, fuck you, Antonio Brown. You're a terrible person. I'm going to burn your jersey, which is also just the dumbest practice in the
2: world. I think it's the same attitude that when you start talking about kind of corporate tax structure, how somebody who makes $35,000 a year feels really obliged to defend Amazon's rights. Sure. There you go. Clark little little tax structure conversation there's slipping that in the podcast
1: (laughs) clearly there's a nice little age gap here between clark and us (laughs) because Clark's talking about
2: this and both nick and i are like cool cool yeah that was awesome (laughs) taxes people can't see my new balances i have to let them know (laughs) what i'm bringing you know uh yeah,
1: I mean I'm excited to ride this whole kind of crazy roller coaster that the whole offseason. And if it is something where Antonio Brown ultimately sits the whole season, great. Do it. Power to you. I'm totally on board with it. Especially cuz it's against the Steelers, but also because I think that the players need to have I think there needs to be a little more power in the players' favor. That they need to have a little more power and in, in exchange and control of things and how the NFL works. Not as much as the NBA because now we're starting to see that where no player is happy and everyone wants to change around teams which is fine you do you but you know let's just like a nice halfway medium that's all we need so I'm down for it I think the only team uh if we are going to predict where Antonio Brown's going this is by far and away Clark's favorite thing to do with free time To so wildly speculate about where a member of the Steelers is going to ultimately end up uh the only team that makes sense to me that has the cap room and has the oh, yeah and has the like resources, it's not Knicks 49ers. The Patriots get out of here, Nicholas. Oh, Definitely it. the Patriots. <laughs> it's the Colts. The Colts have so many first round and second round picks because of the Eagles trade um i just think that or and also the saints trade there's a whole bunch of trades that they've made i think it's the eagles is the one i'm thinking of the Jets? they
2: got them like three seconds do they already take half of those or
1: i don't think they've used any of those i thought or they maybe they used one They have got two this i don't know they seem they have enough like picks stockpiled up in my opinion to possibly put together an intriguing package for Antonio brown and then they have the cap room in order to take on his contract plus We've talked about on this podcast. T.Y. Hilton and Antonio Brown played uh, Pee
2: Wee's uh, football together. I think something like that. Yeah, and I think unlike a lot of the conversation last year with Le'Veon Bell, I think everyone wants Antonio Brown on their team. Right. Just because because of the running back wide receiver salary thing. Not that Le'Veon Bell's not good, but last year I was like, no, I do not want the Texans to pay $20 million a year for Le'Veon Bell. I would be ecstatic if – my team decided to sign. Pair him, pair him. Pair him with DeAndre Hopkins. That is a filthy team. And there's 31 fan bases out there that are like, we literally find any a team,
1: right? You know, there's no team in the NFL who would be like, well, do we really need Antonio Brown? except Not for the Seahawks. The okay. Seahawks would be the only Seahawks team. The <laughs> Seahawks, Seahawks are Dude. definitely the only team in the NFL who's like, you know what? We actually don't really need a Hall of Fame receiver. We've got these great four running backs that we're going to definitely shuffle around in our backfield and try to gain four yards per carry.
0: But that's the thing. Like, there was that CBS Sports Report. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. That, so that came easy. out a while ago. <laughs> Where the, they're, they're like – Hey, yeah, uh, Seattle is expected to be a possible landing spot. Like, can you imagine how angry he would be if he comes out here and we give him the opportunity to put up 400 yards and three touchdowns? <laughs> like, <laughs> he would, he would oh, There's
1: nine. nothing what's more than to leave Pittsburgh, go to Seattle, and then catch, you know, eight, 80 balls for 500 yards and two touchdowns
0: he'd be the number three receiving option behind number one Tyler Lockett and then Doug Baldwin, which is <laughs> perplexing <laughs> enough. But like that, oh my God, you know, in the introductory press conference, we'd be like, okay, oh, so Pete, like what did, what did you see? And he's like, well, at first, I mean, his blocking on those stretch runs is unreal. And holy shit, <laughs> it's just well, a different Jimmy Graham situation all over again.
1: No matter, no matter how much Mick tries to become a 49ers fan. Yeah. <laughs> Seahawk anger will still pulsate through him. And god um, damn it, if that's a host, I'm not gonna push those buttons. Um, all right, let's move on from that news. I think we covered that perfectly. Uh also in the NFL news, Kyler Murray, um, the I guess quarterback prospect now declared that he was going to the NFL. Uh you might know him as a baseball guy, talking about baseball right now, drafted last year by the A's and with the ninth overall pick, played a Caesar senior. In Senior season in Oklahoma, now going to the NFL, voiding his MLB contract. Um, the reason I bring this up is because I want to pitch to you guys this beautiful scenario in which the Patriots dynasty never ends. Uh, and that is not that Kyler Murray sw- makes it all the way down to 32, because I don't trust the Patriots to actually take a quarterback since I thought they were going to do that when Lamar Jackson was in their lap dose times last year's draft, but nope, instead. Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach now for the Arizona Cardinals, who have the number one pick, has been on record previously stating that Kyler Kyler Murray is a freak and that he would take him first overall if he could. Well, guess what, Cliff? Uh, You can now. And so what's going to happen is the uh, Arizona Cardinals going to take Kyler Murray, first overall pick, and they're going to trade Josh Rosen to the Patriots for a fifth round pick and a conditional seventh. And uh, the Patriots dynasty will continue to
0: roll on once Brady retires. So you're welcome, everyone. Did you say Did you say Rosen goes to the Patriots? Yeah. I, some asshole on Twitter a while ago was talking about the similar situation with the Giants. Oh, um, well, that's I mean,
1: that's like a legit actual could be a good idea for the Giants. I'm yeah. just joking around for this because the Patriots are going to that's like the most Patriots move in the world where it's like, oh, hyper intelligent quarterback who can throw the ball really quickly. And, you know, isn't wanted anymore. We'll, we'll give you a fifth for him. The Giants would be smart to actually get him.
0: But they'd give up. I, the wrong thing. I don't know. Off the, it,
1: they try to trade Saquon Barkley. The for him. They'd be like, all right, here's what we're going to do.
0: Well, that'd be fine. Wow. I mean, that's take. It.
1: Nick would rather have Josh Rosen on his team than Saquon Barkley.
0: And more than that, I would prefer a different coaching staff. But. OK, so the
1: trade that Nick has proposed now is Cliff that's drafts right. uh, Kyler Murray, then trades himself and Josh Rosen to the Giants for Pat Shermer
0: yeah let's go with that
1: perfect that's a I, that would be a unique trade one that we've never seen
2: before so my big kyler murray take is what the hell happened to draft breakdown doesn't exist anymore you used no. to have all of these guys all these prospects all their lots of their game tape from college doesn't exist oh, no. and now i don't know what i'm gonna do for draft season shit
1: I know If Jordan yeah. Jordan was here, he'd tell us what he was doing since he's the man on this
2: podcast who actually does uh, draft research. Uh, so I tried to watch some highlights on YouTube, and that was exhausting because I guess Oklahoma had a wide receiver named Hollywood. And so you got to hear all the national guys taking their shots at that joke <laughs> over and over again, <laughs> and I gave up.
1: And my Clark was like, this is not worth it. I mean, no. it's it. It'll be interesting the discussion going up to it because obviously the big things that everyone will point to is that he is small. I think he's like five ten, and that what his game was. What was exciting about his game was that he was quick and shifty, and everyone's going to compare him to Johnny Manziel and how that didn't pan out in the NFL. And it'll be interesting to see what he does. He is like a freak athlete and like can make plays all over the field. And so what's also what it also brings up is just the dilemma. It's like literally. A embodiment of priorities and opportunity between the NFL and baseball it isn't just the sense that someone actively turned down a MLB contract for granted. I mean, there's a whole process in order to actually get to the point in the in baseball where you're making hundreds of millions of dollars guaranteed. That's a long process, and throughout that process, it's well documented that uh you know, double A, single A, triple A ball players are wildly undercompensated. So he went and chose the NFL.
2: We've seen Bull Durham. We know
1: about the minor leagues. Yeah,
2: um, Bull Durham's a movie, guys. It had oh. Kevin Costner in it. It was uh, Suzanne. Build the dreams. Almost. Um, if you build it, they will come.
1: Draft day. I'm, j- I'm just listing excellent Kevin Costner vehicles. Robin Hood Men in Tights.
2: Susan Sarandon. There we go. She was a real winner yeah. in that
1: one. Um. So, anyways. Sorry, the baseball. Steven you got to... with an actress. Oh, Susan uh, Sarandon was an actress. 90s. Yeah, very got talented. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it,
2: got it. Um, Enchanted. She was in a long string of when they made all the John Grisham lawyer books into movies. If you remember, I that.
0: thought she hated democracy, and that's why she didn't like uh, Hillary Clinton.
2: I think it she just depends on where you live. Really, is your take on that one? I think I think all the John Grisham books got to her.
1: <laughs> she decided that democracy is flawed. After reading Wait, all the shit that they get rid of, get uh, get away with in John Grisham's novels.
0: Speaking of, of film though, can can you guys just shed some light on this? Have you watched Kyler Murray interviews outside of the Dan Patrick show? Because that was a fucking train wreck.
1: Oh, is he not good?
0: Oh god, go watch it. He, I can't describe it. It's it was horrible. He, he he would just kind of like meet questions with silence because it was like days before he announced which sport he was oh, going to. Oh, I, I, so I'd be like, "So what's your plan?" And he just kind of like look at Dan Patrick.
1: Oh, well, that seems fun.
0: It was <laughs> Siri just, just, just sent a Dan Patrick <laughs> suggestion to me. So that's terrifying. right? Um, uh, Siri, just,
1: Nick's phone just became sentient. It was like, oh, you're yeah, looking for this literally. clip? Here it is. Let me
0: play it for you on the podcast. That was awful. Fuck you, Apple. Um, <laughs> but anyway, like, can can he speak? Because if if that's if he is that inept, it just. Uh, public interaction generally speaking that's going to be a huge problem
1: i'm sure he can my guess is that he had this whole plan of how he wanted to like roll out this announcement give anything away which is like the question where it's like hey if you're going to make this whole plan to roll out your announcement of what you're going to do maybe don't schedule an interview on a talk show right before that but that's just me what do i know just a podcaster i'm not a professional athlete um so there you go there's the NFL news. I had a little final nugget, but Jordan's not here to revel in it. I mean, but we can say it anyways. Pour some out to Jeffrey Simmons, uh, who is a defensive lineman for Mississippi State, who I guess people were projecting as a top 15 pick. He just tore his ACL, so pour some out. He'll My dad's all alma mater,
2: so I feel like I'm connected to this story.
1: Oh, oh well, that's –
2: then, Clark, this is for you. Yeah. I always hate yeah. these stories. Yeah. You know, like – and I'm really curious. I don't know if we – we can talk about it in the next segment, uh, but if I don't know what the rules are, but if, if people that are truly talented and don't want to go to college, will just take the hundred grand to play in the developmental league, because uh, at least you're getting some money. I so, don't know. I don't. I don't know what those rules are, but Clark, you know, that is an excellent
1: segue into the Alliance of American Football or the American Alliance Football. Or uh, America adores football. I don't I know what it America, America football. America, America football. stands for? I think it's America, America football. I think it is. I think that's what it was. I think I think they were typing the email and they accidentally typed in America twice. And whoever was did it was just like, sure, fuck it, just we're calling like it America. Didn't pop up. Right. Like right. you have a repeat word. <laughs> yeah. It didn't come up, and they were just like, sure, America, America football. Who cares? this country is so obsessed with itself that we put it in its name in twice people will love this shit. So there you go. And it worked uh, and it worked. What do you know? It out, uh, out viewed basketball evidently, which is mildly preposterous. Yeah. So I did, did either of you guys watch it? Cause I tuned in I did, and it's
0: actually relatively enjoyable. I did not get to, uh, I plan to this coming weekend. Um, but I'm really excited. I love this. I love the ratings. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah.
1: It's just, I mean, yes, obviously the product on the field is not as great because they're all either ex-NFL players or players who weren't good enough to make the NFL, but it's just a much tighter package. And it just like, it's so it's so funny to watch it and, and just think of all of the changes that the NFL could implement, implement to just make it a better product. That they don't because they're a bunch of crotchety old white men who are like, why would we change anything? Who cares about the millennials? It's just like faster. There's the ads are a lot quicker. They don't have run as many ads. The quick uh, play clock is quicker. So they get up to the line quicker. Plays get off quicker. The cool thing is you hear officials during booth reviews. They're like mic'd up. So you hear their conversation, which is like just a nice level of transparency that like fans yeah. really want. Um, so I enjoyed it. I, it's something and it, like we talked about earlier. It's also just like fun to watch football without feeling like a gross person, not feeling icky inside. You're just like,
2: Hey, this is, this is fun. You know? So I enjoyed it. Yeah. I didn't get to see it, but not on purpose. I'm really excited that it exists. I think that it's really hard for an organization like the NFL that's having so much success to justify changing anything because they're everything they do just creates money. Uh, it, despite all of the mistakes they make, despite all of the complaints that we have, we still do a football podcast. We're not just casual fans. We are, try, you know, we're extremely excited about everything, the NFL. Uh, and so what I like about this league is unlike some of the other leagues we have, they're not drastically changing the rules. I've tried to watch Canadian football. It's fine. It's fine. I just it's 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 a lot different, so I can't really sit down and enjoy it too much. Uh, The XFL and the arena leagues again were were too different from what you enjoy. So from what I'm hearing, it's it's still same old football. uh, Not as much BS with commercials, and uh, then the idea that you know other dudes are going to get to make good money playing football is just cool. That those jobs are being created
1: and what you were yours and what you were uh, wondering about earlier clark in terms of if play if you can sign a contract with the aaf and like what's that process to be, to playing in the nfl i did read somewhere or i overheard somewhere that i think that every contract has a clause in it that if you sign with an nfl team you're just the ca- contract's null and void so <laughs> all of these players Basis, it's a platform to possibly be able to be signed to an NFL roster. Um, and there's no kind of like, you know, long-term problems there. Like this, this, this is very much constructed as like, Hey, people love football. We're going to have football throughout the off season, but also maybe as a possible launching point to build a developmental league, which is something I think the NFL has needed for a while.
2: And, In 10 years, we're going to look back at this is the thing that saved football because we're going to adopt a Premier League-like relegation system so that teams that just continue to be bad constantly for forever don't get to be in the NFL anymore, and that's going to make a better product uh, for the NFL, too. So I'm going to put that out in the ether and, and make it happen. I like it. Yeah, the,
1: the rules that they've changed, I really liked. I mean, they it's always you always go for two points, which makes the scores really weird to look at. It was like very unnerving to like see the final scores of these games. And I'm like, oh, how did this happen? Why are there even numbers? Um.
2: <laughs> yeah, why aren't there even numbers like 21 and 35? Right, right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why aren't there those? But also, I like they got rid of kickoffs and they did the every person, every team starts off on the 25 yard line and you work down the field. And if you want to go for an onside kick, I think they have some stipulations as to when you can do it. But basically, you start on your own 28 and you have to get 12 yards. And if you get it, great. You keep going down. If not, turnover on downs and the other team gets it, which is great. Like that, there's been so much research that the NFL has done terms of cte and all that kind of stuff and a lot of it is pointed to that kickoffs are a very bad place for that that you have a lot of people sprinting full speed into each other and what do you know that's not great for the old brain and body so i think that's something that they've been like batting around for a while but uh but it's fun to see it actually in practice how so I do have a final thought on the AAF. Um, there was a fake bleacher report account that was uh, that kind of went viral today that was tweeted out that Jamarcus Russell was signing with an AAF team, which, first of all, I was all on board for. There's nothing I'd rather see than Jamarcus Russell try to make an NFL comeback by playing in the AAFL, where he just rips the ball 80 yards down the field and doesn't give a flying fuck what happens. Super on board with this. But it got me thinking uh, which out of the league guys you would love to see in the AFL kind of come back and play football again. Cause there's already a bunch of ex NFL guys in there. Obviously Trent Richardson, uh, Christian Hackenberg, who still sucks and Zach Mettenberger, who lost his starting job to Christian Hackenberg, uh, Denard Robinson, Charles Johnson, wide receiver, Brandon Oliver, Matt Asiata, who I totally forgot about, but had a short stint as a goal line back for the Vikings, David Cogg, Gavin Escobar. Uh, so Nick, who we'll start with you? Is there a player who's kind of been out of the league for a while, or you would love to just see play football again?
0: Yeah, I was looking um, at a couple uh, free agent lists, and I know he's kind of bounced on the active roster and, and practice squad. Um, but Kristen Michael not on board there. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Any running back that we liked three years ago
1: and thought that's what I'm talking um, about. Especially someone who's like perpetually going to be in a running back committee. Just give your give him your own running back, give him your own backfield, where you can take over and be awesome.
0: I think it'd be really fun. Yeah, it'd be fun to watch Christian Michael. I, I was a huge fan of him for a long time.
1: Yeah, he'd be awesome to watch. I have a running back on my list. I want uh, I want Fit Eddie Lacy to come back. Let's have Eddie Lacy just be bowling people over. And if not, Fat Eddie Lacy, I'll take him too. Who cares?
2: <laughs> I'll take Fat Eddie Lacy. Clark, what about you? I really struggled with this one because I kind of have mine. Like Steve Spurrier is back on TV. So that's, all you need. That's all I need, man. <laughs> I just can't can't Clark, ask for more. Clarks ever wanted in life. All yeah. right, I gotta
1: I gotta quickly get a target because my laptop's about to die.
2: I'll be right back. Cool. I'll carry us. So, I want more people with incredibly heavy southern accents and folksy wisdom on the microphone. Like so that's what I want. I don't I isn't that what we kind of have right now for, I for more of it.
0: yeah okay yeah. I Give me more. I think it'd be progressive we can keep the southern accent part but let's get up-to-date progressive wisdom you could mask it as folksy wisdom
2: well it doesn't have to be like awful but it's like oh even a blind hog roots up an acorn every once in a while like that's what sure. okay. yeah. i'm gonna hear someone say that it doesn't have to be down. like, oh, the problem with integration is. You know, I was like, no, that's not what I'm talking about.
1: Good lord, I'm gone for two minutes to get my phone charger, and this whole podcast spirals <laughs> out of control. We, that's why want- we need a host. <laughs> that's that's <right>. exactly yeah.
0: <laughs> why I'm here. I just uh, don't want more three yards than a pile of dust advocates.
2: No, and, and that's a that's another thing that I'm really excited about is, again, with the league being so closely aligned with the NFL, it's a fantastic experimental platform, not only for the rules, but, I mean, if, if you're the Patriots, like, Bill Belichick can only coach for so long. Like, wouldn't you want a farm team where you can see if Josh McDaniels wants to coach in the offseason and see how he can do? Like, don't you want to have... You know all of those guys that take the, you know, kind of I don't even I don't know what you call them like the three star college teams and it looks like they're great. Like why not bring them in to that league to see if their offense works there? Like that would be super
1: interesting to see like coaches the coaching hiring process be after the AAF, which Mm -hmm. or 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 do something where it's like you know maybe. If you're like a prospective team who's kind of looking for always looking for coaches, like to do a tryout method through a AF AFF AFFF coach. Cause my only worry is that I don't know when the season ends, but you'd want to make sure that you have that coach in-house for the off season to like be making changes and like implementing his idea. So you wouldn't want to like wait till after the season to, to try him out. But, but if you're someone like the Patriots, you're talking about Clark, where you have like kind of an in-house solution. You want to see if Josh McDaniels could actually be a head coach, have him head coach, a AAF team and see what happens.
2: I'm not it's, it's more opportunity and it's more competition. Like I, and I know the league's not competing with the NFL, but competition is good. You know, having options is good. Uh, even if you don't, Uh, choose to go with an option you can you can see what it looks like without having to commit to it yourself and that's just that's just good for business and we all love the NFL and and I'm super stoked about all yeah it's awesome it's fun
1: I also want Tavon Austin to uh to decide that the NFL is not for him and just become the greatest player in AAF history that's just that's also a dream of mine it's just have him go and just become the exact like offensive weapon that everyone thought he was going to be in the NFL, but just in the AAF. It's always sad when I was thinking when I was brainstorming for this, I was going through like past draft classes and just like looking at players who'd kind of burned out and like reminding yourself of names. It's always sad when you do that because you're just like, oh, my God, like Justin Blackman. Remember Justin Blackman? Yeah. holy crap like he was supposed to be the next big bodied awesome des bryant wide receiver and just completely fizzled out He uh, couldn't get couldn't keep his off the field issues straight and you're just like wow what whatever happened to him or like the entire 2013 qb draft class which was just a whole bunch of hot garbage
0: wasn't blackmon or justin blackman wasn't his issue just sobriety yeah it was that's yep. so sad it is super sad
1: it's also super sad that the NFL um, seemingly cares more about you know that than domestic violence. But the AAF, man, the AAF has done nothing wrong yet, so they are
2: all hundred percent in the right. Okay, I got one. Even though I live in Austin and hate UT, it would be cool to see Colt McCoy come play for San Antonio. Like, I can't wait to go to a game. Like, San Antonio is right down the street. It's like an hour and a half away. Oh, I'm definitely going to go check out a game. Uh, and it's and you can actually afford to go right to the right. That's the other market. thing too.
1: Yes, good God, man! Football tickets are so fucking expensive.
2: So they sell out all the time, and then the NFL helps you at this ticket exchange, which is really just extorting tickets based on how much you know people want to buy them. Right. It's <laughs> I tell you guys, the AAF. We're gonna become an AAF podcast. I'm now. I just gotta start watching them. <laughs>
1: We just got—we got to start watching and paying attention to it. <laughs> but who said that? Who who says that's not good for a podcast?
2: If anyone has any resources where we can watch some not highlights college film of these draft prospects, please tweet at the podcast. I always enjoy doing that in the off season, and I'm just completely lost now. Yeah,
1: yeah, that would be bad if draft breakdowns no longer is doing its thing because they were great.
2: Yeah. They did, they they're that. great, but they're free. So it's like, well, I right. get it. Yeah, you, know, it looks, you can only
1: milk that. <laughs> I wasn't for so paying long. for it, so I understand. <laughs> but and and you know, like maybe I'd pay a little bit for it, but I wouldn't be able yeah. to like keep it up and running.
2: Oh, man of humble means. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You wear Reeboks. Hey, New Balances, dude. New balance. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Reeboks are just lame. Yeah, got you. We all, we all knew that. We all knew that. That's whoa.
1: Um. Yeah. So tweet at us uh, at RB1 Podcast if you, wherever you get all of your good college tape. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and on Stitcher. Follow on Twitter. Uh, leave us five stars for a review. Say some nice things about us because we care and we love you. And you love the AAF and you love the fact that we're becoming a fantasy AAF podcast. Duh. Follow us on Twitter. I already said that. Follow myself at Pete M. Rogers. Follow Clark at NFL Clark. Follow Nick at Ginger underscore underscore Nick without a K. We will be back at you next week to continue to discuss all the crazy chaos that's going on in the NFL. And maybe we'll start doing uh, weekly AAF segment to talk about uh, what's happening in that league. Because who says no? Football's always not. We're here for it because it's actually a good league not run by total idiots. Until next week,
2: peace.